I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy, it's the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Welcome back uh, to the Board Breakdown podcast with me, Johnny Bullock, and today it's only me and Elliot. Um, how's it going, mate? Yeah, it's going well, mate. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm all right. Busy, works ram, but yeah, happy days, mate. Happy days. Um, so let's start things off, mate. Much more happier. Uh, Middlesbrough five star boy, would you say? Um, against Peterborough, you know, goals from Britt, George Friend again, Lewis Swing, Ashley Fletcher. Um, so yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. How how you find it again? Yeah, uh, everyone was getting in the act there. Um, George grabbing a goal as well, like you said. Um, no, but I thought uh, the, the first half um, was pretty much the same as how it's been um, a lot this season. You know, a bit slow at getting going, um, not quick enough transitioning through the pitch. We were conceding a lot of big chances to them as yeah. well. The chance um, <coughs> where Ivan Tony sort of um, turned George Friend, you know, that, that could have easily been a goal. Um, sort of, you know, Wing came on um, and he did change the game, um, as obviously seen by his goal and, and just his, his general play on the pitch. He, he was, you know, spraying balls out wide. He was comfortable on the ball and it, almost like the Peterborough players feared him in a way. Um, yeah. His goal was sublime. Um, yeah, we were just really directing on the front foot. And I have to say a big shout out um, to Rudy Gestead. That back heel flick for Brit's goal. I mean, we don't we don't need a we don't need a number ten. Forget Luke Freeman. Forget whoever else is trying to sign in number ten. That Marcus Madison just just put just put there. He'll win the headers and he'll do these you know do all back heel rainbow flicks whatever he wants. You know what, mate? I agree. With you. I think you know. I think we've finally replaced Gaston Ramirez for Rudy Gestead. Thought it's all along. Oh yeah. No, nah, but uh, I probably agree with you. Know in terms of like the first half and that, and um, it was slow. I think it was sloppy. Um, Ridge, I thought was tactically just wrong. I appreciate that when we looked at the starting lineup and then we seen this just just Grant Ledbetter as a centre mid. I thought, hey, fucking here we go, yeah, mate. Um, I guess we're going to pick we're gonna pick pick a win here. Um, I must have felt sorry. I felt sorry for Grant Ledbetter a little bit because like he didn't play the week before. He was like wrongly um, not allowed in this. Well, non- wrongly not put in the eleven against Derby. We should have played with six centre mids. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, no, five, five, five centre mids to one. Uh, five centre mids to one, but. Um, that second half, this that, that tactical change, wing came in. Um, I, I probably agree with me. He's excellent. I thought Ashley Fletcher was brilliant too. Yeah, um, yeah. really direct. Um, something that we've been lacking. I thought Tav was okay. Um, I thought Ledbetter played really well again. And I feel a little bit sorry for Ledbetter at the moment. You know, I think just when he when he gets his chance, he tends to take it. And then he's not in the he's not in the squad the week after. Um, yeah. Maybe he's, he should be rewarded with say like a bench position or. Um, even maybe start again, but to be honest, I think like Ledbit is like he's he's kind of done, but he's doing the job. Um, I thought a friend was good, was good. It was good again. Um, I feel like the more I slate him and say like the legs gets, are gone, yeah. the better he gets. And I just yeah. think you know what? Fair enough. I'm I'm I low key just love him love him a bit, and I still think he's a legend. But he's a uh, it's not really the position you expect him to be in. When he when he did pass it out wide, he normally. Will overlap on the outside, but because um, I think Tav was it was so wide anyway, he drifted into the box and um, he, he, they just fed it back to him, and it was quite strange for him to be like he was almost in the six yard area, wasn't he? So, yeah. 
mate, it's, it's very unusual. He must be getting a nosebleed for going that out on the pitch. He didn't do the chop either. But uh, anyway, that actually links quite well to be fair, like that performance. Um, and it's more like the self, and it links with like the question from at Trollins D, and it's this, the Seth Trollins uh, with the wrestling name, which I absolutely love. Um, obviously, it's just a troll, not the Rollins. But um, he says, Should we be playing like this, uh, like we did versus Peter every week, or will we be exposed by quicker players? Um, our line isn't quick. But if we press high, I think it could work, especially as we have Van der Parra. Um, I've said it. I said it wouldn't worked before he came in. Uh, do you think the high press would probably work for us? Um, probably not. I think it wouldn't suit us, and I don't think we have um, the players who are that athletic that could do it um, consistently. Um, I think Tony Bulis has got his style anyway. He's already developed his style over the years, and that's what he does. But I think he does it more so anyway with the players he, he has and especially what he's got at his disposal now because you know a lot of the players on the pitch aren't that athletic um, so I think if we were to play a higher press against some of the better teams in the championship we, we'd get blown away we, we've we've done well this season um, doing the opposite of that sort of digging in sitting deep and then trying to hit um, on the break yep. um, and that's where we, we've ground out our results so although it is, it is good in theory um, I think it'd probably end up coming down to you know we're going to try and score more than you, which isn't really, um, you know, Tony Pul- Tony Pulis' style. Yeah, um, I think I, I agree every word every word you said. It's just I think the way we play and that drop that drop back approach where we haven't got the ball, uh, everyone's on the half like past the halfway line. I think that's just to a T now. I don't think if we if we were to change it, uh, maybe under like a new manager or something like that, it, that would probably take a few weeks to actually de- develop into something good. Um, I think even with Van Lepar coming in. It doesn't really change too much, um, in my opinion. I think with Van der Parra, really, he, he didn't really look fit on, on Saturday. He looked alright, showed like one or two glimpses, but again, in that first half, I didn't think he did too much to like excite everyone. Um, but obviously, that, that'll come probably come March when we get beat or some off Aston Villa, and then uh, I don't know. I've seen that tweet or something about him, and I thought it was really funny. I can't remember what it was. I think it was it where, said something about him not starting the game until February because <coughs> he's not fit, and then. When he does get a game, um, yeah, that's it'll be starting against four nil, nil, three or four nil, yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he wasn't ready or something like that. But uh, no, that that whole approach, that high press, it's something that we all like want want to see. I think we've talked to him in Manchester City about Manchester City last night, where they were win like eight nil against Burton, and thank God we didn't play Manchester City by the way, because it probably would have been a similar scoreline. Mm. Um, they were playing that high press, and they've got it so to a team. They've got the athletic, like more athletic players, but. Sometimes you're not athletic. You just have to be very mindful of what you're doing and be a very intelligent footballer to know when to do the runs and when not to do the runs. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think we have. It also comes with the rest of the team doing it as well. Yeah. So you got to think if, um, say, like the, the maybe the fitter younger players in the squad are doing it, like say maybe Tabs making um, trying to close someone down on one side, but then Downing can't do it on the other side after after sixty uh, after sixty minutes he'll be he'll be knackered. Mm. So yeah and. With that, I think we, I think we should move a couple of yards forward at home. I think the yeah, drop back no, approach, agree, yeah. that just it just invites pressure too much. That yeah. and I think that's no, why I, I don't think we on. sit too deep. Um, I think we've got to find a balance between obviously the question um, that Seth Trollins has made, but and and where we currently playing now, um, and just kind of, especially at home, like you say, because you know we should be on the front foot. We shouldn't be inviting pressure and um, trying to grind out those results. You know. At home, it should be the ones where we're looking to, yeah. to comfortably sort of dominate the games. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, we do, we haven't really dominated the game since Adama left and get on the front foot a bit more. And mm. I think fans were expecting more of the same this year, but we didn't yeah. have we don't have the players to actually do that now. Um, yeah. So that's hence why I think we sit so deep. But I think if we bring in say like another another winger, um, I think the the game might the, our game plan might shift a little bit more to an offensive approach. But at the moment, I think we'll probably keep it as it is. But Funny enough, with Van der Parra coming in, um, we've got we've got one winger now. Like I said, we probably need another one. I think Andrew a little fell on Facebook and he, he asks a question. It kind of moves into the next point I want to make. Is he says, um, "Do you think with the addition of some wingers, we may see the best of Brett Sambalonga, or is it the end for him under Tony Pulis?" Um, Scored two at the weekend. Played yeah. quite well. No, no, yeah, definitely. I think when he when he is given chances, um, well. Apart from that video compilation that we've seen before of him, of him missing some big chances, he, you know, he, he does. He, uh, he is a player that can get you fifteen to twenty goals a season. He, he is quite prolific in this division. Um, 
I think when he has the right service and with the addition of the wingers, um, as that guy's mentioned, you know, it, um, it would improve Brit a lot. Um, but Brit in general, um, it's, I mean, I've heard a lot of rumours recently and stuff about him um, that the club's been trying to get him a leave or he's been trying to get his agent to get him a leave. Um, he's done well. He's, he's, he's been professional when he's been on the pitch and he hasn't let it sort of affect him. He hasn't went off in a and he hasn't done a, a Martin Braithwaite as yeah. you will um, but I think what it is is I think Borough are probably having a hard time trying to recoup some of the money um, if they're trying to get it on a permanent deal um, and also he, the, the wage that he's probably on yeah. um, it'll be miles more than what other clubs are offering him to move on so he's stuck between a rock and a hard place really um, so if he does want to stay he's got to try and work it out and try and maybe adapt his game to the system because currently the, the system isn't suiting him yeah would you sell him just so curiosity if you, if you were to, in Tony Peel's shoes would you let Brick go um, but it's, it's the hard question really cause yeah because I, I, if if you are Tony Pulis, um then Brit's not your type of player so you would personally I, I wouldn't and I'd try and build a team around him a bit because um, I do think he's he's a really good striker um, but it's tough I, I think I'm a bit um, undecided on it whether I think he's going to leave this month or whether it, it, it's going to see out the season and and then depends on obviously, obviously if we get promoted or not um, whether he goes or stays but um, it's a bit of a strange one I can't see him being the number one striker he's going to share minutes with Hugo um, so he's either got to dig in or he's got to yeah. be willing to take the pay cut and move on yeah um, probably kind of agree with you a little bit on like the more of the of the, of the selling part um, I think if, well, if, I, if I was in Tony Pulis if I was Tony Pulis then it, it, you're right in terms of like I think you probably would let him go um, if it was my system and the way I coach and set up teams is more of a possession style of play um, and he, run, he runs runs behind the line and gets through but obviously I'm not a high professional manager compared to him only, only like level 2 so it's like it's it's quite uh, it's quite difficult but when I look at Britain when I watch his 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 attitude, I won't say attitude. It's it's more of like his, it's like his posture looks a bit like, ugh, fearless, a bit like a bit of weight on his shoulders, and mm. he's by himself all the time. He looks a little bit happy, um, when he's on the pitch. And I think why wouldn't you be really when you like, you're running around and you're chasing like, he, like a like headless chicken. You're not getting much service when you do get the service. That's what I mean. In contrast to last season, when you look mm. at um, one game really sticks out in uh, that Bolton game, um, when Traore absolutely teared up, um. And that he looked really happy then, yeah. Um, and you could see like he had this bond with Traore as well, and he he knew that Traore was going to provide the service yeah. that he wanted. That was like perfect for him. Yeah. Um, and they were both doing really well together, linking up really well together. Um, but obviously with 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 the lack of wingers that we've had all season, obviously it's been tough for him. And he's mm. been uh, goals that he has scored have, have came from like I think. A, the Blackburn one, you know what I mean? Yeah. It came from just a wonder strike outside the box. That's I normally not yeah. what Brits goals are like. He's normally running behind, and it's sort of a one-on-one -one with the keeper, isn't it? So. Yeah, I think if if we got the right, if another winger in, um, and I'll probably move into our next question anyway. But it, in terms of if we got another winger in to play, fit his style, or even play Tav in that position with Van der Pyre if he gets a bit fair, then it, it might work. But it's probably an unpopular opinion, and as he's our top scorer, and you, you know, it could be we could just be saying smoke in terms of like if he's going or not he's probably happy on most likely um, but I think if we got the right price and say like 10 to, 10 to 10 to 12 million I think which we probably will get I think we'll get the 15 16 million what we've paid um, but he's on a massive wage he's on probably about 50 60k a week probably and that's I'm not, I don't know that but if you're coming in on a 15 16 yeah. million pound deal you're going to be probably earning that round right now I think uh, I think Bamford was on something similar that's why we got rid of him is he really Premier League quality I'm questioning that I don't think so because yeah. he, well one he's not getting the service to provide that he might be get he might get better if you know sometimes better quality of service means you know better quality chances are you going to finish it but he hasn't really cut it yet if he was a good enough striker he would have made that jump already or someone would have put a gamble on him yeah, and he I mean. would have went up there but he never has so there's something not right there for me yeah. um, is it an attitude problem or is it um, professional I don't wait you know what I mean he seems very professional when he when he comes on the football pitch but like I've said before he looks a bit dejected and 
is he up for the fight in terms of getting promoted or is he connecting well with Pulis and his teammates but um, if I had a gun in my head and said would you shoot sell uh, British Lumber Longer for 10 to 12 million I'd probably say yes yeah. um, only if we've got like say like a mop in and then I'll, yeah I'll that, that's, what, that's, that's what I was going to say obviously with the with the players that you see that we're getting linked with it's clear that we're we're going for a striker yeah um, so that means if if uh, we're bringing in a striker then at least two of them are going to have to go out of the if you're classing that we have four of Hugill, Britt um, Gested and Fletcher at least two of them and, and Gested's been linked with going Fletcher has um, Hugo's so, not here permanently either. and Hugo's not here permanently so um, but we are being linked with quite a number of um, strikers as well as obviously wingers and number 10s and full backs as well so it is a, a position that we're targeting so it could be that it, you know, it is a, a Brit replacement. Um, well, look, those three strikers that we've mentioned, not so bar Hugel, I think Hugel will probably be on 60, grand, 60, 70, 60, 70 grand a week at West Ham anyway, but mm. Brit will probably be on 60. Ashley Fletcher's on 30, um, and Rudy Gastel will be able to be on a Premier League wage, well, he'll be on something similar to that. So it, it's high earners, and I appreciate they're not delivering because they haven't got the service, but when they do get the service, unfortunately, the pressure is they're gonna have to put they're gonna have to score yeah. or we're gonna have to get rid because we simply can't afford them. Yeah. Um, I know I don't think we're in like a really bad financial state, but in terms of those wages, they probably need shelling out. To be honest, yeah, it's it's not sustainable, is it? No, um, I, I, I forgot that you obviously mentioned, but with Gusted, obviously yeah, he came in when we were in the prem, so he's probably going to be on a, a higher wage packet, which is crazy to think because he's he's nowhere near first choice for the team. So yeah, no, I agree. Um, but moving on, mate, I think. There's another question really, and it's from Tom Muldowney. Um, and he, he's speaking of Tony Pulis's shoes. Um, he said, "Would you be tempted to sign attacking players if it potentially came at an expense of giving more minutes to Wing and Tavernier?" Um, don't mind if you kick, if I kick it off, mate. But I think yeah. I think Wing is ideal at the start at the moment. I think the way Wing plays, he's he's very very good. He's he's. I know I said earlier in the season we did a little bit out of touch in terms of like positioning side of things. But he's trying to. He's bringing that more back now. He's, he's starting to read the game a, little, a lot better now. Um, he, yeah, he's very raw, but I think he's still very, very good, and he deserves minutes. And I think Tab deserves minutes. Um, but because he's, you know, he's, he's probably our best attacking outlet at the moment, and I think with Van La Parra, that gives him and it also gives Brit or Hugo the chance, chance to potentially score. So ideally, I think we shouldn't really look for experienced players. But knowing in Tony Pulis's mind. He sees a lot more things than we do, so it could be attitude, it could be training ground performances, it could be anything. Um, so he's probably looking towards more experience, but I think experience now would probably pay off um, because one we're going to get up, and also Wing is still not Wing. Well, Wing's still early, but Tav's only like eighteen. You know, he has he has so much time to progress. Yeah. Um, even if he sends him out on loan, or you know, if you have to sell him, like say, like Sancho goes to. Uh, the Bundesliga and he has to go off abroad to get some minutes and fine um, I probably would sell him but what, what would you do would you actually bring in um, experience now um, you know get that wise head um, in, in the dressing room or would you would you keep with winging Tav um, I'd, I'd, I'd bring it in but I'd keep it um, as a blend of, uh, of how it's been so far um, I think both of them deserve minutes wing more so than Tav, um, I think Wings made it really hard for yep. Tony Pierce to leave him out with performances, um, and like you say, obviously he's got maybe four years up on Tav, so it's a bit more likely that he should be in the starting eleven than Tav because he's got four more years worth of development essentially. Um, but if it was me, I think I think with obviously getting Van La Parra, um, I still think we need one way because then technically you have four on your books then. Of, Van der Parra, Tav, Downing, um, and then a fourth one. And I think uh, we Chap still are. We got Chapman really, but is Chapman going to play? I, I think. No, I think I think that's out of it. I think he's. I don't know whether he's going to be gone um, permanently, but there's going to be something happening there because he's not even getting in the match day squad um, of eighteen. So I think something's going to be happening behind the scenes for him to go somewhere, either on loan or, or sell. But it might be a, a, another Connor Ripley situation where he. He's going to be gone for good because he's not going to be given the chance of you know it's something to do with the injuries and um, you know that we can't really be be done with that really. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think we're we're going to get another winger because um, I judging by all the links that we're going with as well, I think 
that's there's three or four positions that we're still in for. We're definitely still in for a winger, um, a fullback, obviously, um, a striker, and then I think kind of last on the priority. Um, but what we're still going for is a centre attack midfielder. Yeah, like, um, like a Luke, like a Luke Freeman, like Luke Freeman. Yeah, so I think um, I think he's, he'll be definitely looking for another winger, and he will be. Um, there will be experience. I think there'll be of a similar age, yeah. twenty-seven to, to thirty-ish. I think, um, and I I don't think it can uh, can't harm it because you know we've brought in experienced players um, and really good players when when we went up with Karanka in Rhodes and Ramirez, and it you know pushes over the line in yeah. the end and it up that level because we were already doing so well. And then you know, imagine being in the board of dressing room when you're doing so well, and then Ramirez and Rhodes comes in, you think, well, I've got to set well up a level. Yeah. These these are good players. Um, I want to keep my place in the team, and it, it just rolls that bar even yeah. further. And um, I think that that's what we need because you can't. If we only just stuck with Van Lepara, then yeah, he he might start all the time when he's fit. But then it's still putting it down to either Downing, who who isn't a traditional winger anymore, and then Tav, and it all falls on Tav. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. I think it's good to have four because then you're having. Yeah either side so I think the experience will probably help too um, yeah. I know I said, I know I said that I would prefer to have wing and to have in the team because that the, the local lads you know what I mean they get they get minutes and I think Borough fans we absolutely love seeing um, a Borough lad get minutes for his, his hometown club I think that's just a part of our identity um, but I agree with you. I think the experience that you can have can pay absolute dividends come the end of the season fully agree with that and uh, you know what I think if we were to bring in loans I think we have to look above us Rather than in this division, um, I think you've got to look Premier League loans and whether, whoever that may be, we have to probably try and do it now. And I don't I think we should go down youngsters, maybe someone who's out of favour. I think Jason Punch would have been perfect. I know he's just fine for Huddersfield, yeah, yeah. I know we went with him earlier in the summer, but he would have been absolutely perfect around about now. Just that wise head, well, he's not, not really a wise head, but he's just he's been just right, you know what I mean, just to get someone, uh, get Brit the service and also, you know. Get the lads over the line, hopefully up, up. But um, I wrote, I did a poll earlier on, uh, well, yesterday, funny enough, and I said, uh, what do you think of Boris' performance so far this season? I'm actually quite interested. What you think about it? Because forty-three um, percent said we're where we should be, around about playoffs, and then there's thirty-eight percent said that we're underachieving. Um, where'd you where'd you fall under? Um, I'd have to agree with the forty-three percent. Uh, I think we are. Um, I think we're in the right position. Um, I I could also even say potentially that we're even overachieving um, from this from Tony Pulis' comments of saying that he doesn't have the squad, whether that's true or not, whether he didn't have the squad or not. Um, yeah, because we haven't had any wingers. Um, our one of our best technical players, Braithwaite, at the start of the season who you thought if you kept them in we would have probably got some games uh, yeah. that we drew a win out of potentially if he was you know committed to the cause and he was playing you know full motivation um, yeah you could even say that we're overachieving I think he's done really well um, so far this season and, and you think like uh, before that derby game um, and especially three minutes in when you go 1-0 down you think we're going to get pasted um, mm. even in the home match against derby you thought it as well but to grind out some of these results um, I mean, it's not where you want to be. You want to be, you know, kind of competing in the game. And I think we did it in the second half against Derby yeah. anyway. But um, I'd have liked to have been the Derby in that, especially the way they played in both yeah. matches. Um, but I think he's done really well with the squad, and it could be considered overachieving. But I think on the whole, um, I think we where we where we are is a fair reflection. I think underachieving. Um, I can understand why a lot of people have put it. And I think it's obviously just because of, um, you know, the signings that we made in the summer, um, and almost like because we've been in this kind of promotion race and been around the sort of top end of the championship for a couple of years, that um, that you should be in the top two because nobody obviously wants to be in the playoffs. Although it's good to to go up if you do go up in the playoffs, but it's, you know it's. A, lottery isn't it out of four you do want to go up in the top two so I think people always want that security of going up in the top top two so obviously it's um, and when you do look at the squad on paper um, and you think about the players not looking at performances but when you just think of the players almost like if you're looking on, on FIFA um, it's like the squad is good yeah. um, but it's, there's just been such an imbalance um, in real life that it's 
you know it's it's about where we are really yeah and I was interested in the poll and the reason I put it is I've, I, I see quite a lot of like tweets go out throughout the, out the week and the tweets can be about uh, like they want to peel us out or style's not good enough or I'd rather play say like Chapman over uh, Tavernier or Van La Parra or we're playing too defensive and I see like a lot of negativity online so I was just interested to see where fans were um, and is, if, if, if there's actually a full on divide and it, it is really um, and I was interested to see that only 8% of people um, said that we were overachieving 11% I don't care peel this out um, which I thought was just quite funny um, 38% underachieving 43 where we should be I was I didn't vote obviously didn't didn't vote on it but I was in the 8% of I think we are overachieving a little bit mm. I've, I've said all along the start of the season I don't think the squad's good enough um, and, and that's no disrespect to us but we are unbalanced uh, we have got we've got an Im- we've got an imbalance there. We're, we're not creating chances. It's it's quite dull. We don't look flash compared to other teams. I remember watching Forest, and I'm not pretty sure Cranker might be getting sacked by the time we're like doing this podcast. But um, they absolutely torn us apart at home. Derby torn us apart at home. Um, when we're playing teams in and around us, we just look so out of touch and out of like out of our depth a little bit. It was yeah. crying out for that creativity and. Yeah crying out for someone to take the game by a scruff its neck and you know get us in the positions to score but we just don't look like I think we're doing very well to be in the playoffs yeah um, that's what I mean some of the other teams around us um, in sort of the, the top eight um, have been doing well offensively as well as defensively and, and those statistics that we brought up a few weeks ago on the pod about um, our conversion rate um, and our passing and also the fact that we were not in the top half for anything apart from I think chances created which was quite a shock actually to be seventh but you know the conversion rate and the the passes forward I think it was we were like 21st and 22nd mm. which told you all you need to know and I think that's why it's overachieving if you're 21st and 22nd for statistics like that but you're still fourth or fifth in the league wherever we are that's that's some that is an overachievement do you know what I mean we are yeah. somehow grinding out these results when the statistics are Saying that you yeah. should be further down in the table, yeah. So, like, like we said, like oh, time and time again, like this month, just massive. It's absolutely huge. If we get the right players in, then we'll say right players. We'll probably come to that in a second. But if we get the players that we want in, then we have a very, very good chance of probably going out of mic. And say that sounds absolutely crazy. Um, but when I look at the likes of Norwich, and they've, it feels like they've got a house just built on like sand a little bit because. Mm. Yeah, they're great going forward. They're like a they're like a Ferrari, but got a a three wheeled engine or something. You know what I mean? Like a three, um, they just just look like they're going to concede so many goals. Leeds will let they're starting to. I feel like tiring out a little bit. Not obviously. I think they'll do well. Leeds. I think they'll be up there. They should be up there. I think uh, Bielsa's done a great job with them. Um, but I think they're starting to tire a little bit. It's well documented though. Yeah. The Bielsa teams yeah. always tend to do that. Yeah. West Brom, they they've had a, like an up and down season, but I feel like I've all I've been waiting just for West Brom. To, Knock, 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 knock it up a gear, and as soon as they start, they'll, they'll piss it. They should, they should piss it with that squad, but they're not. Um, Derby they look okay, but I think they might, they could potentially draw Forest if they sack Karanga. Then that's kind of like a season right off a little bit. Um, you haven't seen much of Stoke yet. Like Stoke, I'm really gonna start. They've just brought in Nathan, is Nathan Jones, the the new manager. I think the Luton, who's the Luton manager, he has a fantastic record, and you know hopefully he gets some kickstart. So they're not over yet. Um, it's just. It's just a, such a weird season, and I don't mm. think we're gonna be up. I think I think we won't get promoted yet with the squad that we have. But if we do, then we've got a hell of a chance. We've got an absolute hell of a chance. But coming to the signings now, and um, we got Marpe um, linked. Brentford said yeah. they want about twenty million pounds for him. Um, probably move down if he puts a transfer request in. He'll probably go for about ten to fifteen million, which we've got with Brit. Uh, Tyler Blackett as well. Knudsen, um, he's been linked. Uh, Romain Sawyer um, at Brentford he's also been linked very too um, who takes your pick? Um, to be honest none of them really I mean I, I haven't seen much of uh, that Romain Sawyer's and I forgot about that link actually is he um, Sawyer's, sure is he, Sawyer's like a, a calm he's, yeah, he's, he's very so. agile he's, he's good on the ball he's, he's very He's he's forward thinking. He's he's lights up defenders a little bit. Uh, lights up attackers. Sorry, not defenders. And um, he, he'd be a good signing. But it, it yeah. depends. It's it's asking the question. Like yes, he's good for the championship. Yes, he's 
I don't think he's young much now. He's like twenty six, maybe. Um, but you have to you'll have to Google it whilst I'm, I'm chatting. But is he the sort? Is he the type of player that you want in the Premier League? Mm. You know what I mean? Is it? It's going to be a one of those signings where you bring him in and then six months down the line he's like, oh well, I don't need him now because we're in the Premier League and we're playing yeah, against a bit like, 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 bit like Rhodes, I a guess. bit like Rhodes and yeah. a bit, you know what I mean? So uh, it's difficult for me for that one. Um, but in terms of like the likes of Blackett, um, you've got more pair there. Um, Ken Hudson, Ken Hudson playing the World Cup, of course. More pissed, like twenty-two year old. He's like he's got fifteen goals a season. He looks yeah. a hell of a talent. In yeah, um, but. Yeah, I think my, my pick would probably be more up here because I think we need a striker yeah. um, and we also need a, a wing I, th- I think um, out of the four he, he, he would be my pick um, there that I, I would definitely want it's just the the reason why I said um, no to it originally was, it was because I, I don't think it's going to come off just because you know there's just no chance after what Tony Bueller has been saying all season with cutting back on things and stuff like that, there's no way we're going to go and splash that cash unless it's some swap deal or something involving Brit, you know, part straight of swap, would you? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah, probably. You would. If 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 Tony Peelers wanted him and he thought he's gonna fit that system, um yeah, because I, you know, he's a few years younger. He like you said, he, he's he's just about as prolific in the championship. Um I think Brentford would suit Brit Sam Longer to an absolute T as well. Yeah. Just it's just in terms just, of style. It's, it's just whether he'd be willing to take it's not a step down because they are a good club. Um but it, they're not doing too well in the league. He's obviously think he's got to obviously look himself. And, uh, Britt I'm talking about here has got to obviously look and yeah. think. You know they they got sort of um, promotion ambitions again next season. Um, like you said, he's from down London way anyway, so it'll be removed geographically. But yeah, I think it, there's too many. I don't really know what to say. Te- technicalities in it to, to possibly come off that. Um, um, yeah too much money into uh, I don't think a swap would be involved so I, I mean I would love Mopé to come but um, I don't think it'd happen really and I, I just looked up Romain Sawyer's actually they were talking he's, uh, he's 27 so oh, that's close wasn't it yeah, yeah close yeah. Um, yeah. but Tyler Blackett or Knudsen similar similar players um, yeah. well obviously just in terms of position but Blackett can play more central and gives us cover there too yeah. Uh, so I feel like it'd be a good deal, really, if we can get say a tile back over the I line. I think, uh, yeah, he'd favour him more than if he can he can play centre. I think um, still we've, 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 we've always been known to get players who can play multiple positions. We we like sort of having having that cover, don't we? Um, so yeah, uh, I'd be happy with any cover to be honest. But I think some of the players we've mentioned, but we we never ever seem to be linked to them anywhere. Um, like Rico Henry and Derek Williams um, would be better. Fit, but yeah. you know, we're not being linked with these type of players, so nah, well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's move on then. Let's go on Birmingham. Um, yeah. Gary Monk, you know, the 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 man that is known as the boo boy. Um, I don't, I can't remember if he got a good reception. He got, did he get a bad reception at the Riverside? Because I was away, I was still in the US when Birmingham came to town. We beat him one. Um, I can't really remember. remember. Um, but anyway, I've got a good story about Birmingham before we, we talk about them anyway. So, talk about FIFA anyway uh, before we came off. Um, I started I started the Yeovil season before. Uh, well, like I'm I'm still doing it now, and I thought you know what I'm gonna get Yeovil the big time uh, from League Two all the way up. So like you you get the scouts in, you like you you, you scout a future star or something. My my record signing was like three hundred thousand pounds and stuff. I was like yes, here we go, mate. So I get them promoted to League One. Top of league one with your ball. I'm doing class and I'm playing, I play on world, I play on like world class by the way. I'm just like, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. This is not like an amateur shit. This is this is world class. This, um, but so I get offered the Birmingham City job, right? So I'm thinking, oh, do I take it? And I messaged my mate, messaged my mate Bobby. I was like, Bobby, what do I do? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big move for me. This, uh, and he just uh, so I take it and I, and I go to Birmingham and the team honestly made it horrendous. Right? It's only Chad Adams that is like decent and like in real life he's actually decent too so I was like right I've got no money to spend mate they had not no joke right I'm not telling you like they had £250,000 to spend right in January so I was like I'm absolutely fucked here mate there's, there's not a chance I weren't promoted was like the same finish mid table but I was 17th at the time I was like right that's got to go for it it's got to try and like work, work a bit of magic so I saw like Djokovic and stuff like that 
to raise the funds a bit, they got a couple of million and brought like a couple of like young players through. Um, ended up going sizzling, mate. Got they got the playoffs, finished sixth. Right, so I was like, oh well, good season. This like I'll I'll, I'll bounce bucks next year because I've just sold like I sold about eight players or something, eight first teamers, but I sold the joint can sell the players out the window, yeah. so they leave at the end of the season. So I did that, and I was like, oh, I won't get promoted here. Beat West Brom in the in the playoff semi finals. Like Jesus Christ, I'm gonna do it. Like I'm gonna get promoted. I'm playing Norwich right in the finals. Like oh no, like the team that I just didn't want to play against had beat me twice in the season. I end up beating them on penalties, right? So I was like, yes, I'm off. I can't believe it. Right, I've got Birmingham City, the Premier League, the promised land. And then I was like, all oh, right, I completely forgot that I sold the players. And when went in, like, restart, like, join, like, yeah, yeah, press like, advance. So I pressed advance in. And I had, like, I know a joke, I had 14 players. And I was like, shit, I'm in the Premier League, right? I'm looking at everyone's budgets Arsenal, 500 mil, Chelsea, 300 mil. Like Huddersfield, who got promoted, and we had two hundred million to spend. Right, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, I've got twenty million pound to spend, so I end up bringing John. Like, you bring in like all those young players. So I brought in Zinchenko, uh, Chong, um, Dominic Solanke on loan. Uh, bought Dill Fry. Dill Fry was at Spark Moscow for some strange reason. Right? I bought him on a two million pound release clause. And uh, we're currently we're currently flying high in twelfth. But do you know how unrealistic this season is? It's I'm only third season, but it's how unrealistic, right? We're twelfth. Fucking Chelsea are bottom on four points. It's we're in January, mate. We've just not not, not yeah. We, we just we just went in January, and uh, Chelsea got four points, and they've just offered me the job. So I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Chelsea. I'm gonna probably see. That's how sad my life is sometimes when I'm finished work and I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not reading marketing books or anything like that. Taking Birmingham back to the promise. Take Birmingham back to the promise. It's, uh, it's a classic, classic FIFA career. Mode. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Real, real life, Gary Monk, um, <laughs> kick things off. Mate, how are they playing at the moment? <clears throat> um, yeah, so the, sort of what I've uh, researched done a bit on Birmingham. Uh, I know that they're, they're quite close to us in the table. Anyway, I didn't know they're, they're only four points behind close, yeah. us. Um, I knew obviously they were they were doing pretty well. But yeah, eighth in the table, four points behind us, and the playoffs obviously. Um, yeah, the form's good. The ninth uh, in the form table, um, we're thirteenth um, in the last six games. They're unbeaten in the last five. Um, an interesting thing that I picked out was that they're quite strong at home. They're seventh in the home table, so they've only lost once at home all season, um, which I didn't know Jesus. at all. Uh, so from thirteen, they won five, drew seven, and lost lost one. That was West Brom, I believe, wasn't it? The defeat. Was one no. Might have been, but Might anyway, been, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought that I thought you know, kind of making it a fortress. I know there's quite a few draws in there as well, but it's, it's a good record. Um, yeah, they line up in a, a 4 4 2 um, with Che Adams and Duke up front, um, Yotta and Mike Homer out wide. So they've got decent players going forward, and, and Che Adams and Duke um, have done really well this year. Um, che Adams, I think, was their, their top scorer, he's got 12. And you, which has got ten. He's a player, Chad. Um, he's a player. So they are really linking up well together, um, and they are quite prolific. I think um, I don't know if he's still top for overall match rating, but you remember at the start of the season when I was almost laughing at it when, oh, when I picked good. out and he was he was top. Um, he's probably still probably still In flying high up there, but um, he what he was top at that point. Um, I was just looking sort of further into kind of how they play uh, in this system, so. Obviously, in a four-four-two, anyway, you know, it's about trying to get wide and get it into your to your two players. And and Duke is great at winning headers. He was miles ahead of everyone else in the yeah. team for headers one and, and aerial duels one. Um, he was on like twelve point five or something like that. And the closest player on the team was I think Carly Dean. He was on four. <laughs> so um, it's just mental because I checked against us and I think our highest one is Shotton and he was on five point seven. So it goes to show, uh, you know, he's really good in the air. Um, yeah, so they like to attack more down the left um, than the right because I think uh, Mike Holmes is a bit more Jack naturally Jack wide. Jack he's rapid. Um, than Yotta is. Yotta tends to drift in and he's more like an inside forward. So, um, yeah, sort of going forward, it is going to be quite tough for Borough um, on the weekend. And I think, um, I, I think I'm expecting a difficult game. Um, and I think the battle is going to come down to. Um, us in central midfield because that's our that's our stronghold that's our 
best position. Um, so if we play five again, no, I'm kidding. Um, if we if we win <laughs> if we if we win that battle in central midfield, um, and we, you know, and you've got wing playing and he can feed in our wingers and uh, you know whoever's playing in front here will Brit, um, you know, then we've got a chance of snatching something. Um, but we've got to be be wary of uh, of their wingers and especially uh, it's it's even going to be harder because obviously if they're playing four four two, both centre backs are going to have something to do. It's going to be man. You've got to be man marking yeah. them both. So with with that and in what it was quite interesting with their four four two formation is that the balance that they have in terms of the pitch on the pitch with the two wingers, the two forwards, um, and the whole squad in general, uh, it looks just like it just looks right. If that yeah. if that makes sense, compared to always where we think, oh, we're a bit like heavy in the midfield, they just seem to have like the right balance in that team. Yeah. And with Yotta and um, I'm going to they're both cutting. Yeah. Um, and you'll might you what you'll probably see is them switch during the game. They tend to switch quite quickly, um, so they try and get balls in the box, or you can cut in and then knock a ball over, knock a ball back post for you, push just a head head across and say Adams will knock it in or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a really tough game, mate. I really do. Um, we have to take this game by the scruff of the neck, and I say that quite quite a lot. But when I watch Mills were playing, we just we're not. It's just we're missing that. That fight, do you yeah. know what I mean? It was yeah. like it in the first half against Peterborough, against wasn't Peterborough, it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's lacking it, especially at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like we're waiting for something to happen to us first, and and like you know what I mean. If we'd have went one 0 down from that Ivan Tony chance against Peterborough, that you know I mean, it's probably was in a life earlier than yeah. sort of waiting till after the, the second half. So I could see us probably going f- uh, playing the three five two or like five five four one or something. I really, I really can. I really can. I can just see us try and do like more of a counter attack approach. You know, under Gary Monk, the play, he tries to play expansive football, expansive possession style football, and it's very easy to manipulate if you if you're very clever. Um, defensively, I think we are. So hopefully, we can do that. But how would you see Middlesbrough lining up, mate? Um, I don't know how um Tony Pulis would um necessarily go about it. I think he might go with three. Um, or five at the back but personally if it was me um, I wouldn't I'd try and stick to the 4-3-3 that's what we've been with the most this season um, we've tried absolutely loads of different formations compared, compared to Birmingham when I looked Birmingham have been in this 4-4-2 every game this season which shows they're settled they know their system yeah. um, we've tried out all sorts um, but um, I'd go with the 4-3-3 um, yeah it will be difficult for the defenders but you've got Clates filling in there as well as like the holding midfielder who could help mm. out and sort of sort of even try and rustle um, Duke and, and Shea Adams up a bit before they, they get to whoever's playing centre-back um, and I think with having that three in midfield they've only got two and I think one of them as well is is it Gary Gardner yeah he, Gary Gardner he must be getting on a bit now he used, um, he used to live didn't he he used to live, yeah. he used to live in Wynyard I was going to say he must, he must be getting on a bit now <laughs> yeah. um, but like I say, towards the end of the game, surely he's tiring, and if he's doing a job two against three, um, especially with wing getting forward and and Housen, Housen's a great box to box player, um, then that's that's where we've got to win the battle. Really, um, they're going to be doing it on the wings, and we're going to be doing it through the middle. Um, so with my lineup, then um, I'll go Randolph in goal. Um, I'll go McNair on the right I think he's been yep. really good in his performances at right back um, I don't know if Shotton's going to be back fit I think it was sort of managed on a day to day thing so I'll go McNair um, Ayala and Fry because um, Flint's out for a few weeks yep. um, I just think it's a better partnership than, than Danny Bart um, Fry's a you know, ball playing centre back um, Ayala's been all right, in the last couple of games, he hasn't made uh, many mistakes. Don't say, don't say. Uh, yeah. he said it. Touch wood. <laughs> um, friend, he's been. He surprised us. He's, uh, you know, get a quick slag off in there, and we'll we'll get another goal out of him. Joke, George. Absolutely shite. Get him. He has to retire this lad. There you go. Hat trick on the weekend. Big <laughs> um, Clates is the holding centre mid. Um, lower swing and Housen just in front of them. Um, I'd start uh, Van La Parra um, okay. with the view to obviously managing his minutes um, on the right, Tav on the left, and I'm gonna go. Even though we've talked a lot about Britain in the podcast today, um, 
went with Hugel. Um, I just think with, yeah, I with the wings that we have, um, I think he'll be better at sort of holding up the ball and then trying to play them in behind, um, and also getting on the end of of uh, some of the, some of the service. I think we'll play five at the back. Me, mm. I do. I, I, I think we'll play three. Sorry, I think we'll play three five two, um, or three five one one, and that's just. I have a feeling I think Van Lepire might be on the bench but um, I've put him, I put him in the squad here and I, I think we'll set up as Randolph Fry Ayala friend as your back three because no Flint and no Shotton um, McNair right, right wing back Van Lepire left wing back Clayton Housen wing down in Hugel that's what, I put it, that's what I put it down as but if I was manager I'd probably say 4-3-3 and then you put friend left back Ayala Fry McNair. Um, you've got Clayton Housing and Wing in midfield. Van Lepar on the left, down on the right. Hugo up top. Yeah, so it can open pretty much with a similar team as me, um, but down in instead of Ayala. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, we've, I don't think we'd ever predicted the lineup because Tony Pulis is very, very su- surprising in some of his lineups. Like when we seen that the five centre mids, it was just like, what is going on? And then you know, the game against Peterborough. Complete opposite. We're playing every strike we available. Um, so yeah, it, it could end up being that that three um, at the back. I just I just worry about um, if it was like that. Van the Parra is he willing to get back? Um, Tav on the weekend. Tav was playing. He wasn't a ring wing back role, wasn't he at first? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't look happy doing that at all. He said he doesn't want to get back. Um, and I don't think he should try and make players come back who were who don't want to do you know what I mean yeah. if they're naturally attacking players then leave them to do that part of it yeah fair enough um, score prediction then mate um, I'm going to go with um, 1-1 uh, I think it's going to be a tough game and I think I know I say it all the time about sort of grinding out results and yeah. and it does kind of feed into like sort of the derby results and stuff we've had but um, I don't know especially with how tough they are at home and they've, tend- they've, got a, they've tended to get a lot of draws um, they haven't been beat they've only been beat that once um, and there was an interesting stat that I've seen which is good for any you know if you want a tip um, a betting tip for the weekend in Middlesbrough's last 24 games 20 of them have been under 2.5 goals so uh, that also made me think you know one all it's got one all written all over it well with that in mind I'm going to go I'm going to completely ignore your advice because um, <laughs> you hate it when I bet because I always win Um I think we'll win two on me. Um, I think we'll, I think we'll score first. They'll equalise. We'll come back um, to win two one. Oh, I thought I see Birmingham scoring first. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think we'll win two one. Um, and I think hopefully we'll bring three points from St Andrews. But let's finish on a lighter note. Anyway, um, even though box kind of like a lighter note. Anyway, but we've been quite, we've mourned a little bit, and I think what's been quite nice this week. Um, it was started at the Peterborough games at the Borough Socials you know starting to take the the advice of the Borough Breakdown podcast you know <laughs> must have seen our two million engagements and just thought you know let's start and get engaged with fans yeah no definitely they must have thought um, the, 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 I don't know it's been a it's been quite refreshing um, from the Borough really um, and some of the content this week um, and some of the engagement with fans has been what everyone's been crying out for you see on every post they've been putting out that so, like you know someone's been Saying you know um, who's this new admin? You know, as the old yeah. admin just woke up, uh, you know <laughs> whoever's running this needs a pay rise because you know they're answering fan questions, they're not ignoring people and answering celebrities. They're they're answering everyone genuinely. Um, you know they're they're coming out with some um, you know great banter as well um, on the podcast. Uh, sorry, on the on Twitter, yeah. um, and it's just really refreshing to see because a lot of other clubs do it and a lot of bigger clubs do it like we've mentioned before about Roma and, and Bayer Leverkusen and they're almost seeing it as a as like a separate business almost yeah. and it's like a, it's like trying to be the best social media account in the world and it's almost like it's disattached from the football club in a way because they're getting involved with everything and yeah. I think I think it's just great because fans love it mm. uh, and it gives such a positive atmosphere even if things haven't went quite as well if you were still active with the fans it's almost like um it's almost like I don't know because you might still get a stick after the after you've been beat and then yeah. um, you've put a post out about something else completely irrelevant like a, a dimmy Q and A you're gonna get stick being like oh as if we've been trounced at home three 0 by Villa but 
it's it's that you're still trying to be positive and you're putting good content out there and people like good content people are sat scrolling through the phones all day so it's Imagine being, imagine being social on social media. Yeah, imagine exactly, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's nice. Um, I, I hope that it's like trying like to read my article a little bit, saying it was it was quite shit social media. Yeah, I hope they've took that on board a little bit. Just you know, just a social media, seeing social media executive yeah, visual soft. Just yeah, just put my two cents in the mix. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's nice. It's nice for them to finally engage and hopefully long may continue as well. Fans yeah. love it. Like it's it's just it's so easy. It's just the little things, mate. It's just the little things that fans love brings togetherness, brings more of an identity again. Identity sometimes now starts from social media. Yeah, it's, it starts from there. And yeah. you know, yes, it on the football pitch as well. Like it'll get it gets it'll get better eventually. But if fans are happy, you know, sometimes it can take more of the the yeah. The That's crap. what I mean. We were talking about the identity thing just a couple of weeks back, weren't we? And and it can it can. You can almost get a feel for, um, for what the account is like from the content that it's putting yeah. out, and you can almost people might also, you know, associate that sort of behaviour or that sort of um, identity with the club itself, even mm-hmm. though it's just the social media team doing it for yeah. the club. Um, but you know, if they're doing things like what they put out today about um, Lewis Wing, uh, bang, like uh, casual casual wingy bangers, you know what I mean? It's it's funny um, and. <laughs> And you know, people in people in Borough um, always come out with, with witty things and banter yeah. things. You know what I mean. And if the club's kind of trying to emulate that as well, you know what I mean. That it's it's congruent with the fan group. So yeah, fair. Yeah. Oh, well, let's wrap it up then, mate. Um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast again. Uh, Elliot's happy with the assists from Gusted. Um, hopefully, we can bring three points home from St Andrews and kick our season again and upwards and hopefully you never know win the league um, no, I'm um, but it's more a breakdown podcast I'm Johnny Bulk it's Elliot Venice thank you very much for listening Fleming for Craig Hignett hit it Higgy Higgy it's the track Abanelli coming alive again Janino wants the ball played to him Abanelli spots out Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.